Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, friends. As the year is rapidly coming to an end, I wanted to greet you this time and talk about inspiration, about finding things that really spark your joy, that spark your interest and make you excited to wake up and show up and do stuff. And I wanted to talk this week in a broad sense about how sometimes we are looking for something gigantic. <laughs> Is that even a word? Gigantic. <laughs> We're looking for something huge that we think needs to fill the space to make our life meaningful. And I would argue that it is our small interests, it's the little things that we're excited about that we can bring into our days to spice it up, that create a more nuanced and enjoyable life that often I think leaves a greater impact than if we are constantly looking for something huge to center our life on. Now, I know there are a few people in my life that do have like these giant callings towards one specific kind of career or kind of creative output. And it's amazing. And I'm so thankful and happy for them. But for the most part, people that I know, we don't have one driving force that motivates us. And I think because we see the few people that do, the rest of us just wander around feeling lost going, why don't I have that? And when will I find it? And that's why we feel like we've never grown up or like we don't know what we want to do when we grow up. But I think maybe it's a misguided attempt. Maybe we're not all meant to have like one encompassing thing. <laughs> so in with that in mind, if we look at our interests, the things that make us excited or that we find suddenly that we want to dive into, what if we allowed that that could be okay and great even, and not judge ourselves for, you know, wanting to play 700 hours of the latest like PlayStation game, if that's what we're really excited about right now. And what if we also were okay having multiple hobbies or having things that phase in and phase out of our lives? Now, if that speaks to your heart, it's probably because most of us feel guilty for having these kinds of pleasures, <laughs> or we think of it as a luxury that we can allow ourselves sometimes, but not all of the time. And I do get that because we all have responsibilities. We've got to keep our lives going. But there is a lot of joy to be had in the things that bring us comfort and the things that also spark our imagination or get us thinking. So for myself, I had a gigantic list of books that I want to read, things that I'm interested in learning about. And my dilemma right now, honestly, is how do I read three books at once and not overwhelm myself? Because I have a lot of different things that I want to know about. So I have books that are teaching, teaching books where I want to learn something. I have complete escapade, like let's just vacate the brain and have some fun books. <laughs> and I have some that are also 
shorter stories that I'm interested in reading. I don't even know why, just they seemed like an interesting story and they're not the genre that I normally would read. And I want to do all of them. And for me, I find that there's there's benefit to it for me. Like I, I just feel like I become smarter if I'm exposed to more different ways of thinking and I value that. So why not? I also have gotten into playing um, video games on my computer lately just to turn my brain off a little bit. And it's seeking a little bit more balance in my life where I go through phases where I do a lot of output, where I'm creating a lot of things and reaching out to a lot of people and doing presentations. And then I find the counterbalance is that I want to just do something where I can concentrate on creating or making something that generally has no impact on anyone whatsoever. And I'm so grateful for that. (laughs) And I need that as restorative time. So some of it is recognizing that things that feed you, that fill you up, that make your life feel like you're excited to get up and play a game or whatever, sometimes it's restoration. And by giving yourself that, you're able to show up in the other areas of your life with more power and with more to give. It's super important. I know I talk about it a lot, but we need to give to ourselves and we need to take space to fill back up because we can't only be giving machines. We can't only show up and do what's been asked of us or what's demanded of us all the time. Sometimes we need to do what just feels kind of nice. And if you are desperate for that, that's a huge sign that you've been doing a lot and giving a lot, but not filling back up. And I'm bringing it back to it's okay if the things that fill you back up are not huge impact goals on the rest of humanity. So Maybe the thing that you want to do isn't going out and volunteering at the cat shelter or at the soup kitchen right now. And I want to say that that's okay if that's not what's speaking to you, because we have judgments, right? We judge ourselves like, oh, the thing I should be doing is something that gives back to everyone. And why am I not? I think honestly that we have more capacity to show up and do things like that when we also have created time for us for our downtime. I find the times when I've been most able to show up and volunteer and give the most of my time and effort and intelligence and just physical labor has always been when I equally have time to play games, draw pictures, be in my own little world where it impacts nobody. So I think the two are very intimately connected. And this time of year, it's good to touch in on those aspects of ourselves and go, okay, there's this aspect that really wants to interact with everyone and provide and give gifts and, you know, give the best of myself to everyone. But the best of myself only can show up when I've had enough time to not be cranky, (laughs) when I've had enough time to take care of myself and to take care of the things that might not be important to anyone else, but are important to me. So how many times do we find that we get frustrated and just cranky, right? And difficult to deal with around the people that we love the most because we aren't having the time for the one thing that we wanted to do. And that might be, I just wanted to bake this certain dish, or I wanted to have an hour to read by myself, or I wanted to go for a walk and then it couldn't happen. I find that when I track those events, if I notice how many times I feel I've been denied something that I really wanted to do, it is so clearly correlated with how I show up with other people. 
And it makes it easier for me to choose to give back to myself because I know that it equally results in giving back to other people and showing up more powerfully. It is so easy to forget that. So we need to have forgiveness for ourselves when we recognize that we keep trying to show up for everyone and it's just not going the way we wanted. So if you find that that's happening, like I'm showing up for everyone and I'm making all the meals and I'm directing all of this stuff and I'm planning for everybody and I'm doing these things and I feel that everybody isn't grateful or they don't notice or they don't care about what I'm doing. That is your sign that you haven't been giving yourself enough praise and credit for doing this, that you need that kind of acknowledgement. And we can't assume or demand it from others, even though that is our instinct and it's what we've been taught. We've been taught that other people should be giving us the feedback to give us the praise, to let us know that we're doing okay. And I would argue that the fastest road to feeling better is being able to provide it for ourselves. And it's the one thing that we can control. And we get so frustrated so much easier when we want someone else to tell us something that we haven't told ourselves. It's it's so tender <laughs> to notice that about ourselves, to go, oh, I just wish that everybody noticed that I cleaned that room or that I took care of all these things for them. And our instinct is to want to go tell them, look, I did all these things. And the unspoken part is for you. (laughs) And they're like, oh, okay, nice. And that is not the reaction that we wanted. And it breaks our heart a little. And then we get resentful. And then we don't want to do the things and it becomes harder and harder to show up. And then we're mad because that's not how we want to show up. It's like I've lived this before. (laughs) So to stop that cycle, to interrupt it, you need to be able to take the pause and go, okay, I don't want to become a martyr here. What I want to do is show up because I want to with joy from my heart without expectation. I need to build in into this whole experience moments of praise and thankfulness for myself for what I'm doing, because the act itself could be nourishing. It doesn't have to be the reaction. What if the act itself is an opportunity for me to shower myself with praise about how I'm doing this or how I'm showing up? Maybe the thing that I'm creating has worth in and of itself, but without hoping that someone else is going to give us that praise or that love. It's really hard, but ironically, I find the more that I'm excited about something that I've done or that I'm already giving myself the praise and the love for having done so, the more quickly other people chime in and have that same attitude towards it or towards me where they're able to notice it and see it and have that joy about it. And it's like a reflection of my own activity. And that can be hard sometimes where we recognize that the people around us might be reflecting back our own resentment. They might be reflecting back our own anxiousness and frustration about something rather than the joy and peace and love that we wanted to create. And if that's happening, please, please don't take it personally. (laughs) Don't go, oh, well, I've, I've made it bad. Everyone's just reflecting all the stress and the season is stressful. It is in that moment that we owe ourselves the most kindness and the most gratitude to be able to stop and go, oh my gosh, it's gotten so stressful in here. It's gotten so difficult. And this is the moment where I need to just stop and go, you know what? I'm working really hard and I'm really proud of myself. And it might even move you to tears. If no one said that to you before or ever, if you haven't ever said that to yourself, it is such a tender moment to go, oh, I've been working so hard. 
And I appreciate that I've been busting my butt to create this experience around me. And it hasn't been easy. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to show up and I'm really tired. And what might I need right now in this moment to feel okay? And then allow yourself to reply. Allow yourself to have some space to say, I need to cry or I need a break. I want a nap. I think I just need to sit down and look at all this stuff and not do it right now. Or I think maybe I need help. That's often the thing that comes up is like, you know what? This has been great, but it's, I need help. That's not going to get done on its own. And we don't come to those conclusions. We're not able to ask for the help if we don't realize that we need it. Or we think that we're asking for help when really what we're asking for is acknowledgement. By acknowledging ourselves, it gives us the space to be able to ask for help. So you might find that surprising outcome, but it actually tends to go better in part, again, because people reflect back that they see that you've acknowledged that you need help and you've slowed down and you're being vulnerable and it allows them to show up and be that person to help you and hold you and get through whatever you're going through. (sighs) Seasons, they can be so crazy. (laughs) I hope that things are going well. I hope that this week you are remembering the preciousness of yourself and of the spaces that you are creating and the experiences that you're curating for yourself and others. I'm wishing you all an amazing holiday. And I'm hoping that as you're moving towards the new year, rather than overwhelming yourself with new goals and things that you want to accomplish, that you're also slowing down and appreciating and acknowledging all of the things that you have made possible over this last year that you've been able to experience and learn from and grow and share. All of that is what creates your life. And it's precious and it's good. And I'm wanting to acknowledge you and appreciate you. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. And this is the time that I'm going to announce that this year will be the last year of the self-awareness and self-compassion podcast. So I only have one more episode. It has been an amazing year. It's actually been three years. And I'm realizing that I've said a lot of things and we've explored a lot of stuff. And it's important for me to take my own medicine and take my own advice and listen to my own heart and my mind and what's been going on. And it says that I need a break and it's time for me to take some restorative time and to come up with the next direction, either for this podcast or for my business or both. And I'm going to do that. I love what I do and I love what I've created. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to share it with all of you. I would encourage you to go back and have a listen at the different episodes, find something that has a topic that really speaks to you and share it with a friend. I would love to see this thing blow up after I stop producing it. That would be pretty funny, (laughs) but I'm so grateful that I've been able to create it and that I could follow a whim and follow something that sparked my joy and that I'm able to choose now to part from it in that same spirit of joy and exploration and to move towards the next thing in my creative life and creative journey. Hmm, I wonder what it'll be. It's going to be fun. Have a marvelous week, and I will see you next time for our very last episode. Have a wonderful time, and I'll see you then. 
Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.